Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Good evening, everyone. It's wonderful to see you. Some of you I haven't seen in a long time. Some of you I see very frequently. And some I don't know. And it's really great to be together to bid adieu to 2021. to celebrate in this way the truly precious nature of what it means to be in Sangha. So here we are again, zooming away. The residents and the officers at our threefold Sangha temples are with each other in person. But for most of us, we are appreciating being together online. We're acting in accordance with circumstances, the dangerous upsurge in COVID-19, and we're feeling grateful that this online technology has become so accommodating. Even I might say, a Luddite that I am, friendly. Preparing this talk, I was moved to return to the Diamond Sutra, which is really my guiding light. Short as it is, 32 brief chapters, this text seems to convey exactly what I need to hear when I need to hear it. At this time, chapter 16 really resonates, especially when I move the text from the third person plural there, they, to the first person, plural, we, our. Let me read it to you. If we virtuous If we virtuous men and women who receive this teaching are downtrodden, 
our unfortunate destiny is the inevitable result of karma committed in our past mortal lives. By virtue of our present misfortunes, the effects of our past will be worked out and then we will be in a position to realize supreme enlightenment. Shakyamuni Buddha may have given this teaching some 2,500 years ago, yet the virtuous men and women who receive it are none other than we ourselves, Buddhist practitioners living in the first quarter of the 21st century in the common era, scattered all over the world, tuning in from different time zones, but right here now as 2021 ticks to an end. We may not think of ourselves as virtuous, but every time we refrain from expressing irritation, every time we restrain ourselves from consuming more than we need and ask ourselves, what do we really need? Every time we offer Dharma nourishment and material sustenance to one another, our minds grow in virtue. What about this word downtrodden? Perhaps we can relate to this more readily than to virtue. The Sanskrit is paribhuta which is difficult to translate. It can mean being overcome, abused, held in contempt, especially by oneself. Many have said, they feel overwhelmed, hopeless, anxious, exhausted, despairing, as yet again, COVID-19 has derailed human plans and propositions and fill the hospitals. 
as the current surge continues, a great number of those on the front lines, doctors, nurses, aides, orderlies, everyone in the hospitals have felt they just can't go on. And in fact, I was speaking to one of our Sangha doctors just recently, who is at just such a point of exhaustion, overcome, not a drop of resilience remained. And like this word, paributa, He despised himself for not being able to meet his own expectations. He felt that somehow he should be able to handle even the most impossible situation. Yet it had become so dire, he didn't know how he could keep going. Of course, he did. The next morning, found him at the hospital, keeping on, but with a new kind of trust in Kanzeong. something we can all feel as we chant it later this evening. It's not just a mantra, but a full-on transformation. And in this person's case, it's no longer a matter of his limited capacity as a human being doing a physician's work, but becoming the open channel for Kanzeon with all her thousand arms and eyes. That is the unlimited power of compassion working through him, through each one of us when we get out of the way. When the coronavirus first appeared at the end of 2019, most people thought of it in a typically self-absorbed way. Oh, one of those misfortunes occurring in a place far removed, i.e. not our problem. 
As you know, that didn't last very long. And during each of these past two years of affliction or paributa, Still, there has been an undercurrent of myopic thinking. You hear it all the time. Once this is over, we'll take up our lives again as usual. But what caused this pandemic is exactly that usual. You know, the Buddha taught that the fundamental illness is ignorance. Humans have used and abused the planet, ignored its plight, and through endless commodification and consumption have brought us to this point. For decades, scientists warned of the climate crisis. It's no longer a matter of prediction. It's now here. We all know the facts. Extreme storms, severe cold, disastrous heat waves, floods, wildfires, species extinction. And as the first year of the pandemic rolled into the second, more of us began to see the key lesson being taught. We are interconnected. What one sows, all reap. So the coronavirus is a symptom that's hard to ignore. It's our new reality. And there's nowhere to go to avoid it. Our default mode is aversion, seeking distractions, running away. How is that working out? What we want is back-ordered, and there's no safe place on the planet. Wherever humans go, the virus goes. And it's ever-changing physical and mental manifestations. 
our unfortunate destiny. is the inevitable result of karma committed in our past mortal lives. To own up to this requires not belief in reincarnation, but humility. Courage and honesty. We may not believe in past lives, but what about yesterday? What about last year? Or for some of us, many decades during which our thoughts, words, and deeds were perhaps less than honorable, less than beneficial. When we examine our lives on this very simple daily basis, we can see how these things play out. Our level of consumption, for example, it affects everyone. So very simply, can we use less and appreciate more? Can we give away what we don't need and examine what we feel about neediness and how we've filled that perceived lack? Are we using stuff to barricade ourselves against the fear of what's out there or in here? And how do we talk to each other? We know reactivity is a key problem. So is the certainty that we're right, that we deserve to have our own way. Privilege is very subtle. And it usually goes undercover. Can we ask ourselves what the underlying message is that we're sending out in between the words, the lines, 
the divisions and animosity in our nation and around the world are easy to see. But those are on the gross level. We can't change them unless we do something even harder. Change within. Change on the subtle level. That's why the verse of purification is so important. New Year's Eve is a particularly powerful time to take stock, to review, and resolve to change our minds. From the illusory bubble of separate selfhood, to the vastness of wide open space. Shunyata. What we see, what we commit to transforming is supported by all the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas all the humans who join us in this reflection and determination. By doing this, we renew and fully inhabit the four great vows which we will chant in a moment. This chapter of the Diamond Sutra ends with encouraging words. By virtue of our present misfortunes, the effects of our past will be worked out and then we will be in a position to realize supreme enlightenment. It reminds us that it's right here within our present circumstances, our particular karmic constraints that we can find true freedom. By practicing together, no matter what the situation, just as we are doing right here, right now, we are changing our karma. The effects 
of our past are being worked out right in this very moment. Eno, the sixth ancestor, who was enlightened when he heard a line of the Diamond Sutra being recited, put it this way. Your past lives are simply the deluded mind of your previous thoughts. And your present life is simply the enlightened mind of your subsequent thoughts. Use the enlightened mind of your subsequent thoughts to reject the deluded mind of your previous thoughts so that delusions have nowhere to cling. Did you get that? Use the enlightened mind of your subsequent thoughts to reject the deluded mind of your previous thoughts. In other words, don't get stuck there. Let it go. What comes next? Enlightened mind. Nothing is blocking it. Can you feel this? Eno continued. The moment your deluded thoughts are eliminated, the bad karma of your past lives is wiped away. Wiped away. By virtue of our present misfortunes, the effects of our past will be worked out. Then we will be in a position to realize supreme enlightenment. This very subsequent thought that you are having right now. Well, I rest my case. With all the trauma, all the losses, still the pandemic has been a real opportunity for us as Buddhist practitioners. We've understood how precious and how interwoven each life is. We've looked into this great matter of life, death. We've had long periods of solitude 
to do this. It's become a habit. Replacing all those past habits when we allow it. We've been able to do session in person during the past year, as well as online, including just recently, one of the most life-changing Rohatsu sessions anyone can remember. Many of you at last Obon met Mira Nakashima, a woodworker and the daughter of the great craftsman George Nakashima, whose magnificent table is in the meeting room at Daibosatsu Zendo. She wrote in an email today. We've actually enjoyed the relative isolation as a time to focus on our work and priorities and hope that you too will find it a time for peaceful contemplation, a re-evaluation of our consumptive lifestyle, and an opportunity for creative new ideas for the future. So it's not a matter of hoping that things get better, that the pandemic disappears and things go back to so-called normal. No. We're called upon to deepen our resolve, to respond in ways that honor our interconnectedness all across the globe. We've got to put everything into it, everything we've got. No holding back. So, sharing this extraordinary work. Having purified our hearts, let's take the auspicious timing of turning to a new year to turn to a renewed vow and a transformed life. Let us vow to change the poisons of greed, anger, and delusion into the virtues 
of generosity, love, and clear insight. May we and all beings be in a position to realize supreme enlightenment. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.